Welcome to Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish. With me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. We've been known for our commissioning over the years. Got together to start a podcast uh, about four years ago, a little over four years ago now, Ryan. That's crazy. That that is crazy. Can't believe it's been that long. I know. But when you do when you do uh, three or four sh- shows a year, <laughs> it goes quickly. I think this is about the fifty sixth or fifty seventh episode. There's my phone going off for no reason. I guess. Let me turn that uh, off. La- last off season, we we did a good job. We were consistent, I think, and yeah, uh, and yeah, like we said on our last episode, it's becoming an, an off season only. Uh, pod and yeah. here we are now that yeah. the off season is pretty much here we're back as well we are back back in the saddle as you said last show uh if you're new to the show all episodes are pretty ever evergreen you can go back listen to them binge them we have a lot of people that do that which is very very awesome we do bad commissioner stories go over listener questions interesting league ideas uh, that people have sent us if you want to uh, get your email on the show commishpod at gmail.com you want to listen to old episodes i mean you can look us up on the the, the places where you get your podcasts or commishpod.com i suppose uh you could play them right from there as well uh now onto the show ryan ah, some stuff to chat about first off i just want to touch base on a i went on a little bit of a rant about a podcast last week and i still feel a little weird or bad about it and and a couple people actually uh, sent me messages worried that it was about their show and it wasn't. <laughs> and I honestly don't remember the name of the show or who th- was on the show. It was several months ago. Um, and it wasn't a show I normally listen to. I just saw it come across my Twitter stream and uh, saw that they were talking about league settings and I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a listen. But uh, I think, I think the the thing I wanted to say is that whatever settings you like, do them, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever you enjoy, uh, do it. Just, uh, my, my only issue was that instead they were just all negative instead of weighing the positives and the negatives and knowing when a setting is good for this situation, when it's good for that situation. The, the topic on the last one was about potential points and I use them in safe leagues, not because it's my preference because it it's perfect for safe leagues where people don't know each other. People will have no issue trying to tank that tanking becomes an issue it did before we instituted potential points and uh um people uh there there has the possibility for more turnovers a situation like that it's it's a better situation that's why when we get tweets or emails about tanking issues that comes up as a setting that can help solve your problem it's not that we're. It's not that we love potential points, Ryan. Do you use potential points for any of your leagues for drafting? Uh, no, no, I don't. Yeah, neither do I. It's it's simply us trying to help people that are in those situations that might have a league that that needs to use them, or or it would be helpful. And it, uh, and it's about understanding the options as well, right? Uh, because that was part of. I think part of your frustration that you shared last week was, or, or last episode was. Not just that they that this person was against uh, potential points, but that they basically said they didn't really understand it, and then went on to to kind of bash it. So yeah. understand the understand the options. Yep, yep. Uh, and I, I, you know, for something like safe leagues, or if you have real problems with tanking or turnover, potential points is probably a, a decent fit. Other than that. I use win loss in my personal leagues. I think if you're in a normal 12 to 14 teamer, 
using the win loss or the victory points for use you use you use for the playoffs is probably the best method. It makes the most sense. If the same team is coming back, you know, he should be in the draft slot based on the decisions he made last year. I get that. Like that's, that's probably usually the best method is that win loss or victory points that you use for your normal league. Um, pigs, the pigs leagues use points for, because there's four divisions that don't play against each other. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as fair to, you know, if someone's in a division, they don't, they don't face 42 other teams. It's a lot easier to say, points four is a better indicator of how these teams line up than, than schedule and matchup win loss. Um, all plays a good method too. All plays a good method too. It's uh, you know, it's arguably a little more fair than, than some of the others out there, but yeah, it was just about, you know, know the options, know the good, know the bad, know when they should be used. That, that was the point. It wasn't that, Hey, this is the best method. It was just right. you know, me trying to say, Hey, <laughs> don't jump on a podcast and, be like, what is that again? Okay, that's what it is. I'm gonna rip on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I, it actually brings me to another point that sometimes people think I'm pro PP or pro um, trade deadlines when be, because I just try to feed information out there and it's it's uh, I, I don't know the thing with trade deadlines. I've gone over that before, but um, I I ran a bunch of leagues in the mid 2000s. No trade deadlines. My original dynasty league uh, that started in 92 didn't have trade deadline, never had a de- trade deadline. You could trade whenever for the first like eight years. Like <laughs> you think no trade deadlines is, is a recent thing. Yeah. Well, I've been doing it for 27 years, man. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> 15 years ago, I had a bunch of leagues doing it. It's, it's not, it's not super, it's trendy right now, but uh, uh, I, th- I actually think I'm considering bringing, no trade deadlines to the pigs leagues you can trade in the playoffs as long as you're paid up. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's as long that's, as you're paid up. Right. That's a big piece to me. If you want to, I, I like that soft deadline, uh, whether it's the playoffs or um, kind of an earlier week, like a lot of leagues use, including my leagues. Uh, if that's the soft deadline and you're still, allowed to trade after that deadline you just have to commit to the league for the next right. year uh, by by paying your fees uh, i'm i, I kind of like that as a, as an alternative if you're if you're stuck in between which honestly is kind of where i am all of my leagues have a trade deadline but mm. i'm not i'm not totally against removing it um, that that would be a good alternative yeah that's it's it's just one of those situations. I think when I see people say dynasty leagues shouldn't have trade deadlines, I think to myself, it's kind of a a statement, a bold statement that you should realize that leagues are allowed to be different. People are allowed to have their own opinions on things, and for some leagues, trade deadlines aren't as good, and for some leagues, they are. And um, a statement like that is it's it's really being closed minded and kind of a jerk to those who do like. Uh, trade deadlines. I, I, uh, I think I'll leave it at that, but you know, I, I could, I could say more, but just let, let people have their own opinions. Let people have their own, uh, let people let their leagues be different. Don't go out there say, you know, someone talking about their trade line line say dynasty leagues shouldn't have them. It, it says a little bit about you when I see those, uh, but it is what it is. I like, uh, I have trade deadlines at the uh, kickoff of the playoffs, but um, you know, 
I, I, I like the idea of opening them up to teams who have committed, you know, the team that's trying to win it, if they're committed to next year, they have to deal with the consequences of the arms race they do. And right. the team that's, you know, team that's trading assets to get picks, they'll probably want to commit anyway because they're trying to get future assets. So I don't see the problem. I think that's a, a good, I, I just bring it up as a good middle ground. Um, I want to throw a couple things at you, Ryan. Uh, we're, we're not getting the questions just yet. I don't even know if we'll get to questions, but I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was trying to look for some interesting things to pay out in leagues. And what do you think of this? The last touchdown scored weekly. If you have the player who scores the, like, it's usually going to be a Monday night player pay a dollar or five dollars to the to the can you imagine watching a monday night football game with that on the line every week do you think it would have do you think it would affect the way you set your lineup does does the player have to be in your starting lineup or can it be on your bench that's see i think that's for the league to decide but i was i was sitting watching the game last night and i'm thinking to myself this would be because i was I was watching a couple different like playoff matchups and I'm like, I'm rooting for this guy in this league, this guy in this league, not even just mine, other people's too. But um, I kept thinking to myself, man, watching this game, wondering who the next touchdown or the last touchdown will be. It's kind of interesting and fun. And I, I was, I was thinking that's an interesting way to pay out like the first touchdown scored of the week or the last touchdown scored of the week. If he's on your roster, you get, I don't know, a dollar or $5 or something, depending on your league. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It would. I don't think it would affect the way you set your lineup. Uh, I, don't I don't think, think. so either. Probably not. Um, I usually like to have Monday night hammers in my lineup anyway, as a you know, have something to root for at the end of the week if I'm behind or whatever. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That that's a that's a fun one. It's definitely unique. Yep. Um, like a lot of rule changes and, and twists that we talk about on here. My first question would always go to why? why? <laughs> uh, Just pure fun. <laughs> no. and, yeah, and sometimes sometimes that's enough. Sometimes it's enough uh, yeah. that, that that's that's all you need. You know, just just one more thing that's yeah. a little fun. Yeah. In, uh, in your league, if it's two bucks, I mean that's like what thirty two dollars out of the pot. Like the two bucks weekly, a little something extra to root for. I'm just, uh, I'm just. These are more like home league ideas. You can't if you're running a lot of leagues, you probably can't do stuff like this. But if you're in one or two yeah. home leagues, stuff like that's fun. I put out a tweet. What rule did you add this year to your league that you loved or hated? I saw this. And I, I knew this would come up. I did, yeah. but I didn't see the responses. So I'm, I'm anxious ah. to hear what you got. Okay. Only super flex positions outside of one starter at each position. What do you think of that? You start QB, running back, wide receiver, tight end. All the rest are super flex, meaning you can start as many quarterbacks as you want. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, It's basically the leagues like the style you run or like the style that I think Russ, uh, Russ Fisher runs where it's one. one, I have some of them too, like pick three is one, 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 one. And then all flexes. This right. is all super flexes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen some leagues that are two super flex spots, uh, so you yep. can start three quarterbacks. I've seen yep. that. It's just, I don't know. It just becomes an arms race for the quarterback position, and and then you see Ryan Finley worth more than I don't know. You know, 
a yeah. good starting wide receiver or something like that. And I think like third string quarterbacks would be on all rosters too. Like, right. Yeah. I, I don't love it, but I don't think I'd want to play it. I threw it out there because maybe there's someone that thinks that's a cool idea and wants to do it. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, final two playoff spots awarded two points for, we've talked about that a billion mm. times. Oh yes. Yes, yes. Yes. We love that too. Um, after playoff bye week, the number one seed selects which remaining team they so basically call outs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, call outs for draft positions, or you know, the number one seed gets to choose their opponent in round two. I, that's cool, right? Um, we talked about that tiered PPR, which I'm not a big fan of because I don't like arbitrary cutoffs, like when you escalate. Um, you know, tiered PPR for those listening is like zero to five yards is a quarter point, five to 15 yards is a half a point. 15 to 30 is 0.75 or whatever. I just, I don't like arbitrary cutoffs. Like if it's a 29 yarder, I don't find that a quarter point less valuable than a 30, 30 yarder, you know, like that one yard. I hate when that one yard makes that big of a difference. So I'm not a big fan of arbitrary points, but I do think that that is probably a slightly better way than a full PPR. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I actually thought tiered PPR. I thought you were referring to, Half point for running backs, one point for wide receivers, yeah. one point five for tight ends. That's really that's, both of those are tiered PPRs. It's just, yeah, that's where I thought you were going. Yes, um, I I actually like that method a little bit better personally. The uh, yeah. you know the different positions getting different values on their PPR. It's I, I I like that. You know I don't have a problem with that just because it doesn't have arbitrary cutoffs. The the, the cutoff is within the position, so um, not within the yardage gained. Um, there's there's that. Basically, this is just a segment of us listing things that you can consider for your league, basically. Yeah. <laughs> half point first down, half point PPR. That's SFBX. That came up a bunch. Um, wide receiver tight end slot. Instead instead of uh, doing tight ends, have the wide receiver slot be wide receiver tight end slots. I'm not a fan of this, but I get, I get why people like it. Tight ends can be a crapshoot. Um, do you have feelings on it? I get the frustration with the tight end position as well. It feels like it's Travis Kelsey and everyone else um, this year, at least. And we've seen, we've seen other versions of that in the past. Uh, I I would not want to go to the, the, the split position. Uh, I still think, you know, I think there's some, uh, some strategy to uh, finding those, those tight ends that are going to score, whether it's um, in a, in a dynasty league where you're, trying to pick the next Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, or if you're just talking about weekly streaming in a, in a redraft league or in DFS or something like that. So mm-hmm. I still think it, it deserves its own position. It's, it's not in kicker territory for me. Yeah, I do too, because it changes their values quite a lot. And I think, I think you really hit on it in that um, the strategic part. Uh, I don't, I, I think it's very unquestioned that, it dumbs down the strategy and skill level needed to play. Um, if you're just homogenizing positions together, now you've only got to start assuming no kickers or defenses. Now you're just dealing with three positions and quarterbacks are so different. Anyway, you really just, you've really melted down the amount of strategy it does. It takes to, to value players and to, and to, uh, you know, work within constraints. If you're not required to start a tight end, it's just, you know, you're just grouping them all together. A lot less strategy, but I'm, I get why people are frustrated and I'm fine. I've obviously we're, we're always fine with whatever people want to play with. Um, 
seven playoff teams instead of six, the number one seed gets a bye. And uh, yeah, yeah. What do you, I suppose you could throw in the picks their opponent too, but uh, seven, seven playoff teams and only one seed gets a bye. Yeah, so we actually used that in my home league, and I joined. I was I was not around for the beginning of this league, so I'm not not sure. It's not a 14 team league. It's it's 12 teams. I don't know what the thought process was there. Um, I, I'm not against it. I I guess if you're talking about more than half of the leagues in the or more than half of the teams in the league making the playoffs, that seems a little bit off just math wise, but Hey, hey, whatever. Mm, yep, yep. Uh, added fab. Uh, vetoes are gone. Those are ones you should probably do anyway. Um, I, I get the old school nature of, you know, waiver runs and stuff, and I'm fine with that if you like that. The veto thing, though, is it's it's rough. I, I know a lot of people like them. Uh, you should see Twitter whenever someone says, no, you should be no veto. There is definitely a, a contingent that, that thinks that that it should still be a thing, and you got to respect that. Um, even though I I just can't do it. It's it's either collusion or the trade goes through, pretty much, um, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, unlimited IR. Uh, this is a perfect year for that, I suppose. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, what do you think? Um, I mean, let's let's fast forward a year or or a few months and. Um, I guess we can live in the hope that everything's back to normal and yeah. there's, there's no COVID concerns. If, if that's the place that we're at in August, September, what are your thoughts on keeping the unlimited IR rule with, with the, uh, with the limitation of the player has to be on your roster? You can't, yeah, you can't go from waiver wire to IR. That that that's always the question. It's uh, if the commission can control or control what we like to call IR hoarding, which is picking up players off the waiver wire who are already on IR or right before they go on IR and throwing them on your IR. Um, if you, I'm fine with unlimited IR if you if you're able to do that. Um, I think if your rosters are deep enough, and I have this in a couple of leagues, my rosters are so deep that if someone on the waiver wire it goes on IR and you do that. I just don't even care. Cause it's like whatever's on the waiver wire. If your rosters are like 30, 35 deep, it's a, it's a, who cares anyway, almost. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm fine with it, especially with the uh, no hoarding part of that rule. Um, I think that's, I think that's fair. I, I don't see any problem with the unlimited IR. Um, uh, trading transaction. I'm, I'm trying to find something in here that's that's unique, but uh, now there's a lot getting uh, repeated. Uh, redraft and keeper leagues gained a based on uh, standings. You get to pick your draft slots. That's you know that's fine. Um, eliminated kickers. Trade deadline moved to week 13 in our dynasty. We kind of touched on that. Uh, they said increased trade activity and prevented trades during playoffs. Um, uh, extra flex ditch DST. I think, I think I'm not finding uh, a toilet bowl. I think, uh, I think I'm not finding too much else out here. Uh, median scoring. People love that. It's basically victory points. You know, you play one league against the median and, and one leagues, one league against your opponent, one game against your opponent, uh, move from snake to auction. 
loser's bracket with an extra first, the 1.13. That's, uh, oh, this guy says dumb on that. I don't know that I agree with that. I think it's a good rule, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Well. All right. Hey, that's it's what we always say. Find what works for your league. Exactly. Um, I'm sure things that Scott, things that you and I love, uh, other people are going to think might oh, be dumb. Absolutely. <laughs> I I have not pulled it, but the fact that my leagues allow tanking, I have to imagine that Twitter would not like that. <laughs> that I that my leagues allow that. Don't you think? Like at, at very at very worst, it would be split. Like the yeah. dynasty hardcore guys would be like, "Your team, do what you want," but. But I think the mass amount of casual fans would not be a fan of that. Um, yeah, and that's yeah, one yeah. of those. That's one of those things that people have very strong opinions about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I t- am scrolling through here, and I'm not. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's stuff. But uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll look through this another time and see if there's anything worth uh, bringing up um, on a later show. Okay. Um, do we want to get into a question or two? Let's do a couple. We got 21 minutes. I feel like I've been talking a lot or maybe my <laughs> throat is just, uh, okay. Uh, you want to try to hit, hit the first one, I guess. Yep. Let's do it. This is from, uh, Peter. Peter says, I'm thinking about starting a dynasty league for 2021 with a team running back position instead of the traditional individual running back uh, position. I posted about this on the DLF commish corner for some feedback. Uh, He listed some pros and cons that he sees. Pros, a lot of NFL teams use the RBBC approach anyway. Owners don't have to fret because they've lost a stud like Christian McCaffrey for the season. Uh, or because they, because they already automatically also have uh, the handcuff in that in that situation. Uh, overpaying to get a handcuff would be eliminated. The thrill of owning a team running back and a, a big rookie, uh, Najee Harris, for example, lands on your team through the NFL draft. And the most important thing to me, he says, is that teams in theory would finish the season based on their potential stopping a handcuff-heavy team from getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs when they should be picking fourth through sixth in their draft. Uh, He also listed some cons. Individual running backs would be removed from the rookie draft each year. That was the first thing I thought of. You're You're making your rookie drafts much, much thinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Trading individual running backs wouldn't happen, and handcuff hoarding strategy would be eliminated. Just curious on what your thoughts are. Love the podcast. Thanks, Peter. What I love about this is he laid it out really well with pros yep. and cons. Like <laughs> we were kind of just talking about that <laughs> when you when you're thinking about a setting, <laughs> go through the pros and the cons because they're definitely right. both for almost every setting. Um. What were you going to say, Ryan? I feel like I interrupted you there. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kind of torn on it. My, I mean, my first thought is no. That seems correct. I do run redraft leagues that are team QB, team running back, team wide receiver, team tight end. People really do enjoy them, but they're fun in a novelty sense. I don't know how. I mean, I think I'm sure you can find 11 other people that would really enjoy this in a dynasty sense. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it is 
It is really interesting. I like it. I, I like the idea a lot. I don't know that I'd want to play, but I, I really like the idea. And I hope someone listening listens to it and is like, yeah, that's, that's a pretty cool idea. Ryan, do we see any more pros or cons that he hasn't listed here? Granted, he seems to have put a lot of thought of this and we're reading it for the first time. So I can't, I can't think of anything he hasn't thrown on here that we wouldn't have already, or we wouldn't think of. Um, yeah, I, I just, I guess I'm thinking about how it would impact the, uh, the league as a whole, because you've got, you've got some teams around the league that traditionally are, are, uh, good run producers. Uh, you know, they have, they have big numbers on the ground as a whole, but it may be that committee. Of course, new England <laughs> Patriots, new England comes to mind Patriots for years were a top running team with a lot of difficulty starting players. Right. I'll always have to figure out the Patriots. We've seen it with the 49ers uh, the past couple of years. You, yep. you know, you never know who's going to take over that backfield uh, partially due to injury. Uh, so, Maybe Raheem Mostert or Jarek McKinnon or or whoever might not have a lot of value on their own, but if you can have that 49ers RB, you know, the team RB on your fantasy roster, that suddenly has a a a ton of value. So it would um, it would change the value of. Um, of trading uh, those assets. First yeah, off, backfields overall. Yeah, th- there's less assets to be traded to now, right? There's only there's only 32 ass- running back assets you have to trade instead of 50 or 60 or more different running backs that you can make you can put into trades. Also, kind of like defenses in in defense leagues, especially larger ones, do you put a cap on how many backfields a team can own? you know, to, yeah. to eliminate someone loading up on seven backfields and then other teams have a backfield that goes on by. That's another thing. Bye weeks will become more of an issue, you know, in a dynasty league, uh, you know, a week with six teams on by there's, there's a chance that it's both of your backfields, you know? Yeah. And um, you're, you're limiting, you're just limiting your weekly starters as well, where right now, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are both weekly starters, and maybe there's there's nobody on the Jets that would be considered a weekly starter. There's no one on the, um, I don't know, Giants that might be a weekly running back starter. But if you're in this league, you're probably forced to start the Jets team yeah. RB or the Giants team RB uh, at, at some point. It would be it would be an interesting oh, man. It's the kind of thing that. I would rather try as redraft and see how I like it before I throw it into a dynasty. Cause when I make dynasties, like it feels like a commitment for at least several, several years for, for me at minimum, you know? Yeah. Well, he's right on, he's right on the draft part though. And, and that would be fun. Yeah. I mean, of course we've both played in a lot of Devi over the years. So when you, if you already have Najee Harris on your team, draft night has that extra, um, yeah, that extra yeah. appeal because you're hoping he lands in a good spot or, or if you are, if you have the, you know, if you have the, uh, I'm trying to think of, <laughs> I don't know, let's say the, the, the bucks or something and you the bucks draft Najee Harris. Right. Like, yeah. Boom. This I is kind got, of the, re- right. This is kind yeah. of the reverse. You're yeah. cheering for, yeah. you're cheering for teams in, in some ways rather than uh, a specific player, but yeah, it's, it, I, I do think it's worth trying. Um, I think you're right. I would 
go redraft before I uh, jump into a, uh, a dynasty league. This is just a little ad here. I'm going to splice it in, but I was thinking about this as I re-listened. And uh, a cu- another couple pitfalls here is you can't buy backups that you feel uh, – you know, might be something, but someone else might not. You can't, uh, you can't try to buy potential backup running backs. You, it also completely eliminates scouting running backs when it come in terms of rookie drafts and and watching combine and and pre-draft work, uh, because all the, after year one, all the running back team running backs positions are owned. So, there there's no scouting work. There's you can fall in love with a deep sleeper running back and he just goes to whatever team he goes to and you don't have an option to go get him. Um, it's the more and more I think about this, I just could never play it because I love finding those deep sleeper running backs. I, you know, and I sometimes have, we all have different rankings of our running backs. And in this situation, you're just kind of stuck with whatever running back goes to the team that you own. And I feel like trading team running backs are just, there's only 32 of them. And it, it just feels like it'd be much more difficult to do. Whereas trading for a rookie running back, um, especially one that's, you know, not not a star, not a stud, is is just so much easier. I think this limits trade activity a little bit, but it really removes the scouting aspect of dynasty for for running backs, which is a really big part of <laughs> of dynasty scouting, right? Like it's running backs and wide receivers, you know. It's, so um, yeah, that's that's just another pitfall I thought of. Pitfall I thought of. Also, free agency would be really, really rough. Like, uh, you have a pretty good running back, uh, and he goes to a different team. Um, you you invested him in him, and now he goes to a different t- a different team. Um, also, what if you hate the starting running back, but you love the? Um, what if you hate the run, starting running back, but you love one of the backups or vice versa? You love the starting running back, but you, once he's gone, you don't, you don't really like that team as a running team. It's just because of one player that's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of difficulty here that a lot of things that would be really rough, but again, play what you enjoy. And if you find 11 people that like that format, do it. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting and it would definitely take some interesting strategies. I do have an interesting league idea, Ryan, that came up in that uh, that thread, but I'm not going to talk about it right now. We don't have time. Oh. We're going to oh, get man. out of here, and I'll talk about it at the start of the next show. What do you think wait. about that? A little tease for people to come on back? <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> That's all we have for one question. That's all we did. There will be a lot more questions in the next episode. I promise. We'll, we'll get to the emails. Uh, definitely get to the emails on the next show. So that's another episode of Commission Impossible. Make sure to give us a five-star review on whatever you listen to, podcasts, whatever. Tell your friends, your league mates, your commissioners, et cetera, about the show. Tell them to go subscribe. I should look through those iTunes reviews. I really should. Follow me on Twitter, ScottFish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, at RyanMC23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.